Parshas Bahar is the headquarters for all the Hilchos Shemitah and Hilchos Yovel, the laws of Shemitah, the seventh year of the agricultural cycle, and Yovel, the fiftieth year of the agricultural cycle. When it comes to the laws of Shemitah, Shemitah is marked by the leaving of the land to be fallow, not to be worked. The word Shemitah literally means to leave alone. And the Shemitah year is a Shabbos for Hashem. It is a year of Shabbos on the land. Now, Yovel, on the other hand, the 50th year of the agricultural cycle, is marked by the freeing of slaves, the cancellation of all loans, and the return of all lands to its ancestral owners. The question is, what exactly does Yovel mean? Shemitah refers to the leaving of the land to be fallow, but the true meaning of Yovel is not so clear. And we'll have to address that question as we enter another dimension. One not only of Pshat, but of Remez, Drash, and Sod. So journey with me into a mystifying paradise of Parsha and imagination, which we call the Parsha Pardes. Welcome to Parsha Pardes, or Parsha Paradise, here at the database of Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, where this week's Parsha is Parsha's Bahar. And if you enjoy Shiurim like this and want to partner up with us here at the database, you want to give a sponsorship, then all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data, then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or want to partner up with us, just reach out to me there at the database at gmail.com. Meanwhile, I'll thank our anonymous sponsor, Lulu Nishmas, Shemom, Menachem, and Aleb, Le'ebas, Avram, Yehuda, Chizda, Kirben, Rav Shlomo, their Nishamas, Shehav, and Aliyah. And we return to Parshas Bahar and the question of the identity of Yovel. What exactly is the meaning of the name Yovel? We'll hopefully address this question with all four angles of Pardes, starting with Pashib Shat. When it comes to the Pashib Shat, there is a famous Pshat that's offered by Rashi. Some might argue that this is a drasha from Chazam, but I'm going to take the standpoint that Rashi is offering this suggestion, I'll peep Shat. And he says that the word Yovel is based on the word Yuval, which is a reference to the ram's horn, because Yovel is announced, it's proclaimed through the call of the shofar, the blasting of the shofar. And so we find that the word Yovel or Yuval is referred to um, as the shofar when it comes to uh, when it came to Kabbalah Satorah, Matan Torah. So we find a similar idea here that Yovel is proclaimed by the shofar, which is in fact what we find in our parsha as well. However, the Ibn Ezra understands the word Yovel as being a lotion of Shiluach of sending forth. The Ramban actually quotes this Ibn Ezra, but he explains that the word Yuval really means to carry out. Based on the word which refers to produce, when we talk about the land giving forth, it's Yivula. Yivula means that something is being produced, something is coming out. And in this case, perhaps similar to the Ibn Ezra, the word Yovel is referenced to the sending forth of the slaves, things going back home. And we'll come back to this shot very soon because it's going to be relevant when we get to Sod. But while we're still on the topic of the Pashib shot of Yovel, the Nitziv explains, um, perhaps similarly to the Ramban, that the word Yovel refers to something that's moving from place to place. Things are being shifted. Things are going. And in fact, the Nitziv explains that's why a deer is actually referred to as a Yovel, because a deer is constantly on the move, going from place to place. So perhaps I'll be Pashib shot. Yovel might refer to the ram, a reference to the chauffeur, or it might actually refer to some kind of movement, whether it's, as the Ibn Ezra says, the sending forth, or, as the Ramban seems to say, the carrying out, the produce going out, or perhaps, like the Nesiv says, moving from place to place. Now, when it comes to Remez, another possibility that we're going to come back to later based on the Pashib shot, 
um, we have the Balaturim who just looks at the word Daror. Daror, which literally means freedom, or it's how it's often translated. However, Rav Shamshin Hirsch explains that the Lashon Daror refers to a homecoming. It might um, be a, um, alluded to in the word Daror, which sounds a little bit like Dira or Dar, which means a dwelling. So a homecoming. So explains the term the word Daror in Gematria is Taf Yud, literally 410. And he says it's a remez, Kiminian Daror Shanim, the, the 410 years, Hayu Dururim Ba'aretz, that we're going to be free to go home in our land, Mishinivn Abayas, when the base of Migdash is built. He explains that there are 410 years that we have the base of Migdash, and he says that's, that's alluded to in this Daror. And the reason why this is relevant to Yovel, because not only does the Torah tell us that during Yovel there's a declaration of Daror, Daror Yikra, but um, as, as we'll see soon, the, uh, the Nachal Kedumim, um, he explains, answering a different question, of the famous question of Ma'inyin Shemitah Itzal Harsinai, the question of Rashi, why, when the Torah introduces Shemitah, it says, Vaidabar Hashem Moshe Bahar Sinai Lemor, uncharacteristically, it doesn't just say that Hashem spoke to Moshe saying, but it says that Hashem spoke to Moshe at Harsinai saying. So the Nachal Kadimim explained that the reason why I did this is because the Torah wanted to juxtapose Harsinai to Daror. Uh, maybe later the Sikh will come back to this, but the way he explains is that the word Daror is uh, the, the the freedom, the liberty is actually a reference to our ability to engage in Torah, which we could we could do best when we're not working our land. When it's uh, during Shemitah and Yova, when we're no longer working our land, we're able to reach back to Kabbalah Torah and to engage in Torah learning, and that's the ultimate freedom. Ein ben Torah. Now, while we're on that topic, I'll give you another remez. This remez I um, didn't um, really see anywhere in the Mefarshim. However, the word Yovel in Gematria is actually 48. Interestingly enough, it's not 50, the, the 50th year, which is the Yovel year, it's 48. Now, it happens to be the Sphira between the Shemitah and Yovel is actually 49 years, which would make Yovel 49 in Hakolel, right? So it's only 48, it's one off. And perhaps the reason for this is that Yovel being equated to 48 is actually meant to be equivalent to the 48 Kinyanea Torah that are listed in Perkeavos, Vav Vav 6-6, the 48 Kinyane Torah. And perhaps for that reason, during the Yovel year, we're able to acquire Torah in all the 48 ways that are listed in Perkeavos. Okay, moving on to Drash. Going back to what we said earlier in the Pashib shot, we said that the word Yovel can refer to maybe the ram, or it can refer to, I mean, the ram's horn, the chauffeur. It could refer to the sending forth, or maybe the carrying out, slaves moving from place to place and finally going home. So, Alpid Rash, it could be that all of the above are really true, because the Gemara in, uh, in Rosh Hashanah, Tesamid Beis brings down from the word Yovel He. When the Pasuk states it as a, as, a, as a blanket statement, Yovel He, it is Yovel, the Brysa learns as follows. Tekiyas Shofar, Veshiluach Havadim, Ushmitas Karkaos, Kulan Ma'akvin Yovel. They all withhold Yovel. In other words, Yovel cannot take place unless all three of these things happen. De'amar Krak, as the Pasuk says, Yovel He. So what does that mean? It means that 
Yovel, it depends on the tzikhiyah of the shofar. In other words, it depends on the yuval, it depends on the horn, but it also depends on the shiluach avadim, like the Ibn Ezra and the Rambam are suggesting. And of course, the Shemitah's karkos. Yovel is Shemitah, but on steroids. The Shemitah karkos is, is, is baked into the cake as well. But apparently, Alpi Drash, all of these things are part and parcel. And moving on to Sod, we find Alpi Kabbalah. Actually, the Ramban uses the, his classical Lashon to introduce Kabbalah, Al Derecha MS. And Rabbeinu Bachia very similarly says Al Derecha Kabbalah. And they both say a similar approach based on the Pasuk in Yirmiya, Yud Zayin. Ches seventeen eight which means that literally on um, um, through the springs the roots shall shall um, shall be sent forward. In other words, the springs carry the roots of the trees and it carries them to all sorts of places. The way they both explain this line is that the uh, the yovel refers to returning to your roots. And that's in fact what happens. That's exactly how Rav Hirsch explains the word Doror, which means a homecoming. What is the true freedom, the true liberty? Sometimes we think that it means um, our shackles being taken off and we can go as far away from home as we want to break free and to just go wherever we want. But we don't really believe in that kind of, of, of negative autonomy, that negative freedom. We believe in the true positive form, which is returning to who we are, returning to our roots, similar to the way um, the, the Malba men Rav Hirsch explained regarding Avraham, Lech Lecha, go not just for yourself, but go to yourself, go back to your roots. And where was Avraham being told to go? To Eretz Yisrael, where he would truly find his roots. And that's the same thing as we saw from the Balaturim. What is the true Doror? The tough Yud years that we get to be in Eretz Yisrael with the Beis Migdash, the true homecoming. So a slave going free, it's not just a matter of going free, but it's a matter of going home, going home to our true master, going home, going, returning to the, the place of our soul, returning to our roots, returning to our neshama and to our essence. And we should be zochah to do that ourselves as well. Thank you for joining us here at the database. Have a wonderful rest of your week and a wonderful Shabbos.